The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Powered by Protus Global. Thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I am your host, Vern Davis. I'm looking forward to our chat today. Thank you all again uh, for joining us. My next guest is a cannabis entrepreneur who has leveraged nearly two decades of experience in the fashion industry to bring a new luxury cannabis label to the market this year. It's beautiful. I've seen it. It is beautiful. That brand is called May, M-A-E, a new luxury cannabis brand centered on design. I want you all to welcome here as my guest on Plant Profits, Mr. Armin Gregorian, who is the founder and he is the CEO of May, Mind at Ease, M-A-E. Hey, Armin, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure, our pleasure. And um, I'm really, I was looking forward to uh, getting a chance to uh, have the audience get a chance to get to know you um, a little bit. You've, you've been doing some really cool things for a long time. And um, that's a compliment. It's hard to do really good things for a long time, Armin. <laughs> it's hard to do good things, period. <laughs> that's right, I agree. <laughs> No, it is, especially in 2020, right? Exactly. <laughs> especially. The, the, uh, it's going to go down as the peachy year. The, the peach? Peachy. The peachy. The peachy. 2020 peachy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we all have our own names for it, though, Armin, uh, <laughs> for this year, for sure. But um, look, I, you know, I've, I've, um, and getting, getting, just getting prepared and looking at some of the things you've done, I was real excited to really kind of, first of all, just get to know you. I mean, the, the audience will know, will notice that you have a slight accent, right? And uh, kind of, where, where'd you, where did you originate from, brother? Okay, uh, I was, I'm of Armenian ancestry. Okay. I was born in Iran. Okay. Iran, Iran. Okay. I, um, at age 16, I went to an American boarding school in Switzerland, then moved to Boston. At 18, I was, I went to undergraduate and graduate school in Boston. Ah, what, Switzerland to, to Boston, you said? Switzerland yes. to Boston. Iran, Iran, from Iran. Iran, Switzerland, Boston. Boston. Now, w tell me why Boston? Do you uh, remember? Yeah, uh, because oh sorry. Uh, yes, the reason was because that's I, I got acceptance to Boston University. Okay. For college, I was okay. in high school in Switzerland, and okay. then um, uh, basically I um, went to school in Boston, started my first business in Boston, which was importing windsurfers. Windsurfers? Windsurfing business. Yeah. And wait, in Boston? Now is that is yes. that a sport in Boston, yes. or do you have to go to the to the Cape and to the Islands to do that? No, yeah, no, but but it, it was a national thing. It was beginning of windsurfing. Okay. It was this is nineteen early nineteen eighties. Okay. So it was the beginning. I was one of the first guys to import windsurfers to the United States, and then from there, um, um, and then I moved to California, 
and I was the second, third guy uh, to start uh, a snowboarding brand. Because so I was you went to, was that a natural transition, windsurfing, yeah, snowboarding, yeah? Yeah, because they're counter-seasonal. Okay, yeah, you, you absolutely. Have the same infrastructure, uh-huh. right? And so, in, so I got into snowboarding because I was skiing in Vermont, and I saw a guy on a Burton board. I said, what is this? <laughs> you know, this looked like a joke. And, you know, I've been a skier all my life. And then they said, it's great. And I started looking into it, and I thought this is a good marriage. Yeah, and then they combined the two companies, windsurfing and snowboarding. Then we went public, um, and then we crashed. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, why did you crash? What happened? Uh, and because we were in, we were making everything in um, Europe. This is before, not before China. China has been around for five thousand years, but <laughs> before <laughs> you could buy shit from China. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I was making everything in Italy. And Switzerland and Austria, where the most stingy things are made, and the dollar crashed during the SNL scandal. Oh, uh, yes, 90s. yeah. Uh, so, uh, it yeah. Went from uh, this is before Euro, uh, it basically the value of dollar dropped by half in a year. So, my cost of goods doubled. Yeah. And in the meantime, Wells Fargo, due because of the, uh, the rest, it said, closed their mid level banking and they called mm. our loan in on a, on a, on a contingency. Not even a, a covenant, not even a real thing. So we were forced to liquidate, and that made me then trans, trans, move into the fashion business. Well, hold on. So you, you're doing boards. Yes. Now, were your boards, did you, were they a work of art? Were they fashionable, or they were just regular issue? I'm trying to understand, because we're going to talk about some of the things you've done after these yes. boards. And and you've you've done some very creative things, and was 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 in in the board business in the 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 uh, the sailing business and the snow business were your boards different than the competitors? Where was there the something about is, that had your signature? No. The, okay, the answer is no. Okay, um, because um, the thing that's common in what I did is yeah. not really design. Design has been common uh, in the last twenty years. Okay, but what's common in all of them? They're very early stage industries. Like when I got into windsurfing, people yeah. didn't know what it was. Got it. When I got into snowboarding, we were the third guys to make snowboards. So it was. Uh, so our snowboard is as good as Burton snowboards. I mean, got it's not it. that hard to make a snowboard. Uh -huh. And then because I was in a sporting goods business, we had a division. We made surfwear because surf was big in the 80s. You know, the whole uh -huh. uh, gotcha, quicksilver, etc. So right. I was making surfwear for women. So I learned about fashion. Uh, By being in the board business, got you into the fashion of the sport. Yes, because of because of the boom. If you remember, in the early '80s, there was a big boom in surf. Yeah, gotcha blew up. Quicksilver blew up. Ocean yeah. Pacific blew up. Yeah. So at that time, I get in and make. Uh, I figured nobody's making um, surfwear for women. Okay. So I started a company called Shock S H O K, and uh, we focused on women. Okay. Uh, because old surfwear were men. Yeah. Uh, old surfwear was men. So that's the transition to women. How did it and go? Then, How did that go? Because that sounds like a, that sounds very consistent with everything you're doing, right? You're doing yeah. something that you see, a, for, you have this skill set or this talent or this gift to see a void in the market. Um, 
I don't know if it's a gift, but I'm an extremely <laughs> analytic person to a fault. Okay. Um, um, but basically, you, you could call me like an early adopter. Like I okay. bought, I got VCR machines before anybody had them. And so mm-hmm. I get in early. So in the meantime, it was also desperation. There were no jobs when I graduated from school. So yeah. I had to find something. I started, you know, uh, getting into it and one thing led to the other. But generally speaking, if you look at all of it, including fashion, I got into contemporary fashion in women. Yeah. Okay. In 2003, nobody even knew what the word meant, contemporary. It was called bridge and stuff. So, and that leads me to um, um, apparel business. Um, and uh, actually, I skipped one step. In between, a friend of mine asked me to help him build an internet company. So we built this company called iWin.com, I-W-I-N. Yeah, that, that you had stuff. games, you had games. Right? Yes. Yes. The first gaming company in '89. First one. You played for points, and you get you can buy this garbage stuff with your points. So, um, I, I, and, I, and that sold to Vivendi Universal for a hundred million. Vivendi, uh, or something around that. Yeah. Uh, but Vivendi, but Vivendi went bankrupt. Uh, they owned Universal and MCR because they went bankrupt during, yeah. during the dot com crash. Um, so that leads me from going, cause that was an early adopter there. This is yeah. Google. This is before Google. Okay. okay. So, uh, and then from there, I can come back to LA from San Francisco and get involved with two fashion brands, Cynthia Vincent and the second one, ALC. Yeah. Uh, so we sell both of them to private equity. Then I retired. Yeah. Uh, and I retired and I get bored. <laughs> wait, wait, and, now wait, wait, wait a minute. So, so I mean, you, 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 you've had, what three or four events, right? Sales of companies. No, I haven't told you the failures. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, okay. I thought I thought you were hitting home runs all the time, but you you you, you got four four failures, four four failures, four wins, right? <laughs> hey, that hey, you know you know what the Ormond, That's a hell of a batting average for a serial entrepreneur. That is good. That's pretty great. You know, batting 500, man, is not bad, right? It's, you're getting them every every two, you get one. Yeah, except you have the, except the large ones, have, except the bed size happens to be the same. What if your bits are higher on the bad <laughs> No, I, well, uh, that, no, no, but that, that, that is a dilemma, you know, yeah. that is a dilemma. So, you know, what I really want to, want to do is I want to go into, Uh, really what you got out of the experience, because there's some entrepreneurs that are listening to our conversation today, and you have a real opportunity to talk about that. But the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take a break. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. I'm here today with Armin Gregorian. And if you've been listening, you know he's a serial entrepreneur. He's done some amazing things. He's got a hell of a batting average, and he doesn't know if he's winning or not, but I think he's winning. And um, he's the, the founder and the CEO of May, Mind at Ease. Uh, look forward to our chat on the other side. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. 
Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Thank you for joining us today. I'm here today with the CEO and founder uh, of May, M-A-E, Mind at Ease, Mr. Armin Gregorian. Uh, when we left, Armin was was really um, kind of ran through his successes and he decided to leave out the failures, but he gave us a score. Uh, and I appreciate that, Armin. But really, you know, you at some point, I don't know if it's when you you went, you you left Iran and went to Switzerland, and then you went from Switzerland to Boston, uh, and then you started your first business when you were in school in Boston. I don't know, but at some point something clicked that uh, in you that uh, or was already there that made you this serial entrepreneur and willing to take chances on yourself. And I, I think that's awesome. What, and, and you've been some successful. So uh, what, tell me what you've gotten out of that and what you've tried to share with others in the, those experiences. Um, well, I can tell you what I've gotten out of it, mm-hmm. um, but it depends on your objective. Everything depends on your objectives. Okay. To be very honest with you, I am not extremely money driven. Okay. In other words, I'm not doing things for the money. Right. Um, but I'm doing things that has to do with money. Therefore, if you're successful, you make money. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not like, you know, uh, uh, so for me, um, literally, they, I believe they asked Kobe, um, mm-hmm. are you worth the money they're paying you? I believe it was Kobe. And he says, yeah. I'll, be, I'll pay to do this. He said, I would pay to do this. Yes, right? it was Kobe. Making a million dollars, right? So yeah. this is the way I feel about building businesses. You know, some people like tomatoes, uh-huh. planting tomatoes. I like building businesses. I like to see an idea uh-huh. turn into a functioning organization right. with an exit plan built in. Yeah. With an exit plan built in. Because a lot of time you can get in something without an exit plan. Mm-hmm. Then what's the point? So do you what's build that plan at the beginning? Yes. In the inception of the idea, it yes. all comes along at the same time. Yes, yes. Like, for example, in Mind at Ease, um, um, the, I got into the cannabis business for very funny reasons. Um, but my entire idea was LVMH is coming to this, to this business. They own half the liquor brands. Yeah. They have all the designer brands. Yeah. Are they really going to buy Heavy Hitter? Are they going to buy Brass Knuckles? I don't think LVMH is buying Brass Knuckles. You know, yeah. they, so they, so if there's design involved, if aesthetics is involved, if oh, absolutely is perfect, right? we buy with our eyes, don't we? You buy exactly. So, and I'm looking around, and I'm seeing no one's done this, and I, I yeah. said, I can't believe this. I've been smoking pot since 1975. Nobody's figured out how to make a nice pipe. <laughs> uh, has nothing has changed from St. Mark Street? You know, so, yeah. uh, so. Um, so the idea there is, okay, so now you're doing a luxury brand. So if you're doing a luxury brand, I have to let go of about $400,000 worth of revenue a month because I could easily sell that if I wanted to be the lowest price flower. Right. But I don't, you know, right. and it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Getting into white spaces is really, really 
difficult because you go in, you try to explain to people and they tell you, why is this $535? Why is this thing $400? Why is this thing? And I'm like, just check out your golf clubs. <laughs> right. Just check out how much you're paying for a golf club. Right. You know, but, but you, you, like you, you know something though here in that, that that's very interesting, but I, you know, it begs the question of why do you, well, I want to go back to what you said. Why did you get, you know, you, you were smoking pot in 75, right? And, yeah. and, and I'm, I was smoking, okay. I was smoking pot in 79. So, okay. okay. So what, what really, what, what got you into today's cannabis, right? Okay. It's, it's, and, yes. Okay. So it's funny. It's okay. Funny. Um, so this is what I, um, I used to smoke pot between 75 and 79 Boston to a point, literally. All I can remember is <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, Pink Floyd, and Bob Marley. I'm four years, you know? Okay. So then I, when I start my business, I figured I got to put this thing down. Now, at that point, marijuana didn't have the reputation it has right now. It was it was, it was a taboo, right? And yeah, it was. Yeah. So it was that. So I'm like, you know what? If I want to make something of my life, I got to look good. Right. So... Uh, Puck's not addictive. In the meantime, I'm smoking cigarettes. I couldn't stop smoking, couldn't stop alcohol. But right. pot was easy. So I stopped pot all the way until I sell my company, ALC. And, uh, Isn't it amazing, I'm, though, you pick pot out of cigarettes, right, and adult yeah. beverage? You, you yeah. pick pot, yeah. and that was because society said you should. Yes, like I'm doing drugs. Yeah. And also, uh, I'm so... I also... Uh, um, I figured if I'm high all day, right? I never drank during the day. Okay. I only smoked at night when I okay. drank. I drank alcohol and cigarettes <laughs> together, but I would go through one pack of cigarettes and at night after work. At night, right? Yeah. So it wasn't affecting my life. But pot I was smoking during the day, so I figured, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. So I put it away, and then when I sold my company, I got very, very depressed because I was an entrepreneur from age 24 to 60. Yeah. Now, which company and was this you sold? Which company? ALC. ALC. It's a major yeah. fashion brand. Yeah. It's a major fashion. It's yeah. ALC. It, it sold. I uh, got a good payout. I retired. And I got very depressed. And my daughter, who's a yoga teacher. Okay. And a writer. Um, she told me one day, Dad, instead of alcohol, why don't you try pot? And yeah. I said, well, do you think I need one more vice? And she said, no, no, try one, try one. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. So, so Armin, you were depressed, but what you didn't say is that were you drinking more than you were comfortable with? A lot more. Okay. Okay. A so you, in your own mind, you knew it was a problem and going to be a bigger no, no, one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay. It was a problem. Like I was drinking so much at night. I was dysfunctional during the day. Right. But I never Got drank during the day. I've never had alcohol on the sun. You're not a day drinker. No, you're, I'm not you're, you're a night stalker. When you told me this interview at six o'clock in the morning, I wanted to jump out the window. <laughs> so basically, so my, no, daughter, my daughter gets me to try it. Yeah. My daughter gets me to try it, and I take a hit, and I said, What the bleep happened to this plant? What happened to this plant? This yeah, and you're, and you're so thinking perfect. seventy. You're thinking seventy five to seventy nine. Yeah, is not this. Thai sticks not this. I'm not yeah. touching it. Yeah, I'm not touching it. So uh, <laughs> then they Medman is two doors down. Okay. And uh, my girlfriend goes to Medman and says, "My boyfriend wants yeah. something. Doesn't want to smoke because he quit uh, cigarettes seven years ago. 
he wants to experience past like in the 70s, what do you have? And they said, we have this thing called Bebo. Uh, Bebo used to make uh, vaping pens that are yeah. very mild, etc. Yeah. So I get the Bebo, and we travel with it, and uh-huh. it's very discreet. Yeah. And then when I come back, I see this article in New York Times saying Bebo is Hermes of cannabis. And I said, I know a lot about Hermes. I don't know that much about cannabis. I can learn about cannabis. This ain't Hermes. This ain't Hermes. Okay. And then my daughter says, well, if you can do 55 skews in five colors, four sizes, 12 times a year, how come you can't make some cannabis? Yeah. I said, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So that was the reason I got into it. Then I got deep. I started using it very heavily. I went Daniel DeLewis on it. Wait, 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 hold, hold on. Armin, this is a trend, man. You don't do anything half-ass. You know, you, you know what I what I got out of this conversation thus far is that you 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 got into those businesses and started those businesses because you you found yourself having a passion for the idea, right? And and for the the, the scenario. And it wasn't about money. Now I hear that so much about successful entrepreneurs. Money is not what they're thinking about. They understand money, but it's not what they're thinking about. Yeah, I think there's two types of businesses. One business that I would call trading businesses. Yeah. So real estate business. Right? You go buy a building in downtown LA soon, early. So, okay. Right? Right. Or trading. You, or yeah. You're trading. In other trading. Words, it's about yeah. buy and sell. Mm-hmm. Then there has another set of businesses that are you creating something. Motion pictures would be in there. Music would right. be in there. Right. Creating the, uh, Twitter would be in there. And so you're basically creating something new. Basically, you're harvesting, you're harvesting, harnessing and harvesting talent. But that's a different mechanism. You need to build an organization. You need to have motivation. You need to have purpose. You have to have DNA. Right. You don't need those in trading. No. You don't need those in trading. All you need to know is how to trade. So people who tend to go towards this type of businesses, like take Elon Musk, for example. Mm-hmm. Like to me, Elon Musk is a genius. Bill Gates yeah. isn't. Not okay. Because- what did Bill Gates do? He took three things and knocked them off and killed them, basically. But Elon Musk is sending rockets. To the yeah. Like basically, that's all he did. He killed Lotus. He killed World Perfect. Yeah. You know, that's all he did. He's a good killer. Uh, but Elon Musk... <laughs> I've heard Lotus. that before. No, that is not... That, I mean, people say that all the time, right? Maybe one thing that Bill Gates has introduced, uh, as opposed to Steve Jobs or Elon Musk. Yeah. Right? So Bill Gates is a businessman. Yeah. Elon Musk is not a businessman. He's a rocket scientist. Yeah. You know, so I'm just saying. No, there, there, a lot you, of entrepreneurs. Wait, Armin, you're right. I mean, there, there are some differences, and and there's different types of entrepreneurs, and I I think that is is very telling. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about May. We're going to dig into May, and I I want to I want to do that because I think it's some of the most beautiful beautiful items that I've seen in the industry, and I really want to talk about that. Uh, I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. I'm hanging out today with Armin Gregorian, and he's giving me an education, and I'm loving it. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of May Mind at Ease, and uh, we'll be right back on the other side. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. 
This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. I'm hanging out today with my friend, Armin Gregorian. And Armin is, is, um, is really, this has been fun. Uh, Armin is the founder and CEO of, of Mind at Ease, uh, May, uh, in the cannabis space. Uh, we found out something really cool. And, and this happens to guys who have daughters. I have a daughter who's incredible and smart and uh, does some really cool things and, and just really a great friend of mine. And uh, his daughter got him into the cannabis and, uh, and which has turned out to be cool. And it's, 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 it started a business, uh, the idea and the association with her. So I, I think that is, that is awesome. Daughters do give you a kickstart and I love that. And so, but you, you know, um, you did, this fashion design, you had your own, you sold it, you, 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 you did this thing with Cynthia and, uh, and, and all these, these things. And then you, you made a decision and you were thinking luxury because you've been talking about, you're right, LVMH, you know, how they're going to do this, are they going to do this and, and what, and you're, you're, so tell us about the origination of May. And, 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 and why and how, and, and how as a consumer, uh, that brand should interact with me? Um, well, um, if I have to frame it my way, I would say I'm bringing design okay. uh, into cannabis, okay. not necessarily luxury. Okay. Uh, uh, but sometimes they go hand in hand. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Like, for example, Apple, mm-hmm. I would consider design product. I want, mm-hmm. That also happens to be luxury, but so what I noticed when I came in was very, very simple. Um, because I was in fashion, everybody around me is women. I also have one daughter who I love more than life. Yeah. Okay. I get uh, it. I so, get it. Uh, so I'm in a female centric world for 20 years because fashion in LA is totally female centric. Okay. Okay. Uh, 98% of my employees are women. Okay. Uh, and I was happy about that. Uh, so I'm thinking that way to start with. Secondly, I happen to enjoy design. Now I'm looking at cannabis and I'm saying uh, only 30, 32% of uh, the users are women. Mm-hmm. Um, but 65% of the new entrants are women. Oh. Yes. And I got okay. this number in two different ways. So 33% current, but 60 to 65 of new entrants, an average age 45. So I look at this number, I think there's something interesting. How come nobody's marketing to women? Mm-hmm. How come nobody's marketing to women? And then I figured out what do women want? And the research indicated that the number one thing for them is discreteness. Okay. 
discreetness. When's the last mm -hmm. time you saw four girls on the corner of a street passing a joint? Right. You know, it just doesn't yeah. happen. You know, the discreetness, lack of order, uh -huh. and style. So I figured, why don't I build a brand around discreetness, uh -huh. design, uh -huh. lack of cannabis order. Uh -huh. And then I learned that in vaping, you could do this because you can remove a few terpenes and that cannabis-specific order is gone. Now you can hit this in a restaurant. Right. You can hit this in a restaurant, like this is a vaping brand, right? Uh -huh. And it's a zero cannabis order. Yeah. Uh, but it's 56% THC. You know, so discreteness, design, uh -huh. and focus on women. Now, when you're focusing on women, you're capturing a lot more than women. Mm -hmm. A lot more brand. You're capturing mm -hmm. heterosexuals, you're capturing uh, the gay community, you're uh -huh. capturing male people. So the idea that I'm, but what the, the, the transition was based on the fact, why isn't anybody marketing to this new customer who's a woman? And the uh -huh. answer is very simple, because they don't drop $200 on flour. They go <laughs> in and buy vaping and go home. Uh -huh. so nobody cares. So I figured the future is there because I don't know one industry in which there's no design and luxury component. Golf, skiing, tennis, name one industry in which everything is commodity. Now, we happen to be in the commodity part. That's the headwinds in, for May because mm -hmm. we have to explain why we're doing what we're doing. Right? That's the headwind. But, but mm -hmm. it, in my opinion, it also makes it easier because we need a new entrance. It's a lot easier to occupy space and take your claim. But mm -hmm. the way to do it is you need to invest a lot in R&D. A lot in R&D. You know, the amount of money we've spent in R&D is enormous. Okay. Because every single product we have, we have to make the molds from mm -hmm. scratch. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's not easy. It took two, two and a half years. It would have been a lot easier to sell uh, pre-rolls for $17. Right. And make a lot of money. But that company, I don't know, what would it be worth in two or three years? Is somebody mm -hmm. going to buy a company like that? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the basic thinking. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm saying this is how I got into it. No, I, I totally understand. So the one thing you, 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 you taught me today is that you, you begin with the end in mind, right? And, uh, and, and so how do you see this? You know, you chose uh, Doucette? To yes, be able to, to to collaborate with you on design, right? Yes, yes. Actually, he's a stakeholder in the company. Okay, okay. And and and, and did you know him before, or no, how did you I meet him? him? No, I found him on I found him on the internet. I, I found him on Pinterest. Okay. Because I was looking for different accessories and stuff, and then, then I ran into him. And yeah. I contacted him, and my pub and my favorite hotel in New York is the Public Hotel. Uh huh. You know, so I'm staying at the public. I call him. I say, Hey, Joe, this is who I am. Would you be interested in meeting with me? He says, Yeah, my, I'm in Brooklyn. I'll come see you. So we yeah. hang out. We like each other. We do a deal. Got it. Very fast. Yeah, Very fast. The first second. And we partners. Uh huh. We have a great collaboration. And he's up there with Philip Stock in terms of design. And he's in prolific mm -hmm. designers. They don't get better. And um, so that's the, the reason. Without him, the design wouldn't have been there on the accessory side. On Absolutely. The, on the THC side, he's not involved. Okay. But the accessories, so the... Yes, accessories are always the same. Okay. I got it. Like the humidor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, like I've two, two questions I ask. Why? Why isn't there a humidor for pot? It's more yeah. important than cigars. You can just lick a cigar and we'll light it up. You can't do that with pot. <laughs> And the other thing I ask is like, why? Let me just see if you can see this. Yeah. I ask myself, 
why does a why does a bong have to be two feet long? Yeah. On if you're not in a dorm. If you're not in a dorm. <laughs> and the answer was there isn't. There isn't. This is this is the sense that this is the proportion. This is a jewel. Yeah. This is a this is a water pipe. Yeah. This does the same job as a bong. Yeah. So when you're an outsider, you can ask this question. No, that's that is true. And, and, and you gotta be like, oh, this is the way it is. No, that that is that is great. So now I gotta ask, do you see an LVMH coming to get you at the end? I don't see LVMH coming to get me, but I'm saying if I can pass the LVMH filter, I'm gonna pass every other filter. Okay. Good answer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I, I made it to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's great, man. So, look, any any other piece of wisdom as we close out, man, that you want to leave with me? This has been a great time. I can't believe we've spent this much time together already. Thank you so much. Uh, the only thing I can share for anyone who's interested yeah. is if you're doing this for the money, there's a lot easier way than entrepreneurship. If you're just doing it for the money, just yeah. do it because do something you love. Do something that you think you can make an impact. And the number one question you should ask yourself, what problem am I solving? Yeah. If you can't figure out what problem you're, not, you're solving, you don't have a business. That, that's it. The problem. You need to solve a problem. Then go ahead and solve it, and money will come. There you go. That's there you go. There you go. The other alternative is go hire a CEO from Harvard and a CFO from Yale, raise $30 million, then figure out what to do with the money. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you work up front. You get it done up front, and then you know. I like that. That Man, this is great. This is absolutely was great. Armin, thank you so much for, for, for just coming on the show and and sharing some insights and uh, man. So really tell folks how they can get their hands on your product on May. Um, the way you can get um, um, uh, on our THC set, we're only available in California in dispensaries. Okay. Um, but the accessories is available direct to consumer. The site is called mae.la. Mind that is mae.la. Beautiful. And that, that's that. That's where you could get them. It's free freight, free returns, mm -hmm. lifetime warranty, um, um, and we ship the same day. In Just the like meantime, as soon as hotels and retail stores and stuff open, we'll have also physical presence. But we just launched two weeks ago. Two weeks Got it. ago. Well, the so timing of this new. is perfect. This is perfect. Yeah. This is perfect. I'm, I'm glad we could be a part of your launch. I'm going to claim I, that. No, no, please. Uh, absolutely. I just really literally want to uh, tell you that you have no idea how much I appreciate this. You know, this is not what I've done. I've never been on a podcast. You know, I was on a, uh, one podcast, but I'm, uh, this is new to me. And yeah. the fact that you give me the opportunity to to communicate my message to anyone who's interested in, that means a lot. Communication is the hardest part of business. Communication Man. is the hardest part of business. Look, I'm gonna keep tapping into you, brother. I'm telling you, I'm gonna keep talking to you, Armin. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna exchange some information here when we we um, we leave the air, and we're gonna do that, that now. That, that'll be my pleasure. Sir. My pleasure. My thank you for the opportunity. Oh, my my pleasure. And hey, you guys just heard you went to school, you went to graduate class today with Armin Gregorian. 
founder and CEO of May, Mind at Ease, M-A-E. And uh, we're really, really happy that he came to our show. Thank you all for joining us. You can download episodes of Plant Profits and by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on all the platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And now we're even on Amazon Music as well as the major podcast outlets. Follow Protus Global, my company, through our social networks, including LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Finally, learn more about how we're building companies and how we're changing lives at Protus Global. And you can find Protus Global at P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. That's protusglobal.com. Until next time, take care all. Cheers. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.